Happy April, Coldwell Banger Distinctive Properties. April is a month I was born in. Yahoo! Look out, I just finished the annual commission update course, and I have some important reminders for everybody. I've already discussed buyer love letters in the past. This is where the buyer submits a letter that practically makes you want to cry with their, off, with their offer that pleads with the seller to accept their offer. Usually, it contains fair housing violations, especially regarding familiar status, marital status, disabilities, or handicap status, national origin, etc. You need to school your sellers before a letter is read. Don't be surprised if, if you get an offer and the letter is attached. Don't read it. And you as the broker, don't read it because there could be a violation in there. And usually there is. When taking a listing on a property that would that you could potentially get a love letter on, you need to decide with your seller if you want to accept these love letters or not. If the, you explain to the seller that it could be a violation of fair housing and get them in trouble, get you in trouble, then you put it in the listing that you're not going to accept love letters and then you continue and put that into the MLS under broker to broker. If you need more schooling in that, let me know. Another point, this is interesting. I learned that you must, when texting a buyer or a seller, that you need to put your team name and your company name on the text. I'd never heard that before. And especially some of these team names and company names are really long. But you've got to have the company name. That's most important in the text. If it's an ongoing conversation, back and forth, back and forth, use it at the beginning, then again from time to time if it's really long. This rule also goes for emails. I've gotten some emails from some agents that don't have their company name on it, and I've talked to them about it. You need to have your company name on your emails and your team name, and it must be prominently displayed at the bottom of the letter is fine. Also, speaking of teams, as your employing broker, I must approve of any formation of a team within our firm. If just shoot me an email, if you're thinking about going together as a team, and if you do have a team, you should have a team agreement that everyone signs and changes when new members are added or subtracted. I've seen this myself in person where there becomes a uh, disagreement between the team members and, and a big fight ensues. Please, people, put all of your team, and I want to see that. I want to see your team agreements. Then if somebody quits and somebody comes on, these team agreements need to be updated and signed by everyone. The team agreement will explain who gets paid for what, what the duties are, who signs what. You just let me see it, okay? I'm also supposed to approve any non-licensed assistance. I'm going to leave this up to the MDs in each of your offices. Okay, another point. When going on a listing appointment, never use the terms discount brokerage or limited service brokerage. I'm sure some of you would like to do that in your different markets. Um, now that Redfin Realty and some of these other ones uh, are out there. Just remember, brokers, there is no standard commission model. Commission is negotiable and between client and the broker. Don't disparage or use any terms about cut-rate brokerages. 
If you're selling a property that's as is, and I've seen these and you have written them, I'm sure. I'm buying this property as is. We don't want to do an inspection. We don't want anything uh, looked at. We know it's a mess and that's fine. You don't need a seller's property disclosure if the buyer is buying it as is, but you do need a well disclosure. Again, if you have any questions about that, just give me an email or shoot me a call. Regarding, this is new, regarding the hour and place of closing, do not put mutual agreement. Have you ever seen a buyer and seller mutually agree to anything? Not really. You must use the title company. Put the title company under there. Hour and place of closing will be decided by the title company. Let them talk to the buyer and seller. I need to see a copy of your earnest money that you're giving to the title company, unless, of course, it's a wire. Remember, and I'm going to go after some people that aren't doing this. Remember to cover up the signature and the account numbers on the check. There's a there's a cut and paste, not a cut and paste. You can take a piece of paper that blacks out the check when you give it to the title company so that when they're doing their earnest money receipt that I have to have for all of your files, it won't show the signature or the account number. Okay, the next last thing is when conducting an open house, ask a potential buyer immediately if they are working with someone or have a contract in writing. That's listing or buying broker. Otherwise, you could be the subject of sign crossing. So these people come into your open house or they see you putting up a sign in front of a house or you're passing out door flyers, whatever you do. And somebody comes up to you and says, gee, I'd I'd really like to see this house. Can I get in there now or can I come tomorrow? Immediately ask them if they're working with someone else and have a buyer broker agreement. Or sometimes it happens where... Somebody else on the block has their property listed. You're putting up a sign. You're conducting a open house. And they want to talk to you about their listing. Walk away. They, if they are under contract on a listing, walk away from them. You can tell them that when their listing expires, you'll be happy to talk to them. Okay, that's all I've got for today. Happy spring to you all. Enjoy the sun and get out there and enjoy the weather. Thanks so much. Bye.